0: I am once again so happy that you're here because I believe that the Lord has a word for you that will bless you, strengthen you, and help you get closer to the Lord and solve even difficulties and problems of life. Praise God. Before we jump into today's message, let us first honor the Lord by receiving the holy tithes and offerings and bringing them into the storehouse of God. I have a scripture for you today from Luke chapter 21, verse 1. Please listen along just for a moment. It says, And he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. That's about the equivalent of today's monetary value of about a penny. Praise God. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all, for all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God, but she, out of her poverty, put in all the livelihood that she had. Praise the Lord. You know, when you give, when you honor the Lord with your tithes, and when you sow seed, there is an element that God looks at, which is not so much the, the quantity as it is the quality. It's very, very interesting. I remember when I was pastoring years back, and I had a church member, very well-to-do, actually the wealthiest uh, person in my church, told me after the one of the services, Pastor Stephen, I have something for you that I really believe will change the course, the direction of your life. I have something special for you. And I I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I, I thought, well, it's probably going to be some kind of special blessing. And the person gave it to me, and it was in an envelope. And I went home and opened it, and it was a $50 bill. Well, you know, when you're making a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year, it's not like the Lord looks at a $50 offering and says, you know what? That just absolutely moved heaven and earth. That's some of the most powerful giving I've ever seen. I know that you understand that, but you'd be amazed how many don't. How many people think that they're impressing God with what they're doing while their savings is just packed. And God gets a little sliver over here on the side. You know, in a former town where I used to live, there was a very wealthy uh, businessman matter of fact he owned most of the buildings downtown in this particular city the man was way over the millionaire financial level and so my wife actually ran into him one day in the supermarket of all places and he was very excited and th- this was a man that attended a church across town now it is good that he saved and that he's going to church, and he loves the Lord, but this man was uh, in the line, and he told my wife, he said, you know what, we had a quartet that came and sang at our church, and I'm so happy that our church pulled together and gave those men, now quartets, four, four men, right, we gave those men $500, Now this is a church with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of members, and there's a and, and he he's he's a millionaire, probably multimillionaire, and he's ecstatic that he gave four men who they travel full time so you could they travel they're only going to do one church on a weekend, then it's off to another location the next weekend to minister somewhere else and he's ecstatic that these four guys who travel full time in a bus I mean if you know a bus drinks a lot of diesel fuel he's ecstatic that they gave $500 to these four guys. And he's he's happy. And my wife just looked at him, totally puzzled and said, $500 where you divide that by four, they're each getting, you know, like $125 for a whole week for them and their families to live on. She said, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what's the big deal, <laughs> you know? and, You know, he just thought they'd hung the moon, not just him, the whole church, $500. I've been in churches before with three people that have outdone that. Praise God. Hallelujah. But my friends, this poor widow woman, she put in everything. How about that? She put in everything out of her poverty, put in all the livelihood that she had. There's only been a couple of times in my life and I'm not saying to go out and do this. Of course, I I think there needs to be some, some leading of the Holy Spirit, but at the same time, you'll have people, it doesn't matter if the Holy Spirit leads them and 10,000 angels lead them. They're never going to do it. But I think sometime there can be these moments when God says, give it all. And I've actually had some moments in my life like that, where I have literally drained every account. Well, there was, there was nothing, oh, Pastor Stephen, you're not talking about your savings. No, I'm talking about everything. I, I'm talking there is nothing in the savings. There's nothing in the cookie jar, and there's nothing stuffed beneath the mattress. There's nothing in any banks. There's no secret bank accounts or offshore accounts. I'm talking about empty all of it and sew it into the work of the Lord. How about that? Very, very interesting feeling. Very interesting feeling when your trust really is in the Lord truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all okay so she puts in a penny and the multimillionaires they're doing their thing you know they knew they knew it was right to tithe but you know how many of you know that if you if you're a billionaire and you give a hundred thousand dollars I mean, that, that's, that's not like for the normal person just going out and spending $5 at a McDonald's. They don't even feel it. Uh, by the time they've given it, the, the interest on their savings or on the money in the bank has already replaced that many, many, many times over. So, my friends, I pray that there be a place in your heart where somewhere in your Christian journey, you, you connect with this lady somehow, some way. And I believe that what she has done... Has established her as a role model of what we can do, of what we can do during special seasons in our lives. I know the Bible also teaches about savings, about storehouses, and about things along that line. But the Bible also talks about the lady who gave everything. She gave everything because her trust was in God. By the way, as you can see today, I once gave everything, and I'm not out on the street. I once gave everything, and I'm I'm full. I'm going to go home to a nice home. I'm going to drive a nice car home. And I thank the Lord for it. The Lord took care of me. He had it covered all the time. And I'm talking about zero Sometimes people say they gave all, uh, but that doesn't include, you know, the hundreds of thousands they have stashed over uh, at the other so-called bank. <laughs> Hallelujah. All oh, this faith walk is very exciting. No need to go bungee jump off of a tall building in Dubai. No need to go up to 30,000 feet and jump out of an airplane and uh, do crazy things. Just living by faith. Walking with God, walking in the light of his word. is one of the most exciting things that you'll ever, ever do. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. My friends, it's, it's the quality of your giving. The quality of your giving. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. The quality of your giving. Let that sink in. Think about that just for a moment. Hallelujah. Your faith and trust in the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of people that would like to do something and they're able to do it, but they just put it off and they put it off and they put it off. Who knows? Something may happen and your good intentions can never be fulfilled. There's a lot of people today because of all the fires in California, all their homes were completely burned down, vehicles burned down and, you know, a lot of uh, valuables in the house up in smoke. Many times even, uh, sometimes people lose their lives, and good intentions that were never accomplished lead to nothing. Praise God. My friends, there can be those times God touches your heart, but I want you to be faithful with your tithes. Holy Spirit is leading you to sow seed. Go ahead and do that. Praise God. Hallelujah. And there can be even times where you sow sacrificially, and you literally say, Lord, all of my hope, and my trust, are in you. Glory to God. Glory to God. And the the Lord will hold you. When you partner and work with Him, in His kingdom, He will hold you. He will sustain you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think I just needed to touch that a little bit. I think there are some people that love the Lord. I'm talking about believers. But because of a true lack of humility and because of some arrogance. When they do something, they actually think they knocked the ball out of the park. They think that God's standing up and saying, Whoo, boy, that was amazing. They think the angels are doing handstands and doing cartwheels. Where the fact of the matter is, they know they know that really wasn't that much of a big of a deal. They may think it is, but really on paper no, it's, it's nothing. It's just a little bitty token gift sometimes. Praise the Lord. My friends, let our giving be in correspondence with the way that the Lord has blessed us. If he's blessing you generously, then you should be giving and sowing, not miserly, but generously. If the Lord is blessing you generously and you throttle your giving then the Lord's going to cause the other side to dry up. Praise the Lord. I've seen it happen so many times. So many times the Lord's pouring out blessing. And the Lord wants the person that is a recipient of his goodness to learn to be a generous giver. But oftentimes they they think it's maybe just all for them. And they don't get the revelation of what's really going on. And eventually it dries up and they can't figure out Why? praise the Lord. Well, Pastor Stephen, how, how do I know? How, how can I be free? Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. If you give it all, that's a good way to get free. I'm not saying to do that. I'm not saying to endanger yourself financially, but I'm saying there's some people that walk their entire life out on this earth and never come even remotely close with identifying the incredible faith experience that this precious woman has set a standard for us to keep an eye on. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. Pastor Stephen, I feel like my money's got me tied up like it controls me. Well, there's a good way to break it and give it all away. That's what the Lord told the rich young ruler. And by the way, that was the only cure for his his love of money. That's the only thing. Go completely cold turkey, give it all away, you know, go take all of it, sell it and give all the profit to the poor. And then Jesus said, come follow me. He didn't even say, give the money to my ministry. He didn't say that. He just said, this thing's got you tied up. Money has you bound and you're never going to be able to follow me while, while you're trying to serve a different master. So for you, you want to get free. The only way that you're going to get free is to give it all away. Hallelujah. So giving breaks that spirit of being a miser Hallelujah! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, we just give you praise. Father, we pray that this example really be something that we meditate on. Hallelujah, Father God, and that our giving always be generous. We thank you, Father, that you give seed to the sower in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God. Praise God. If you would like to mail them in, please send your tithes and offerings to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina, our zip code 28117. If you would like to bring it in online, you can do so right now. Please visit the ministry website, www.stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings. So, and reap glory to God. And you can go there right now. Heavenly father, once again, we thank you for this woman who gave everything that she had. Father, we give you praise. We thank you for freedom to always serve you and live for you in Jesus name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I think, I think the Holy spirit's challenging somebody to go to a new level Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. Today, let's go to Hebrews chapter 9. And as we jump into today's message, I want to talk about the subject that you are only one step away from the realm of the Holy Spirit, where so many solutions and answers to life's perplexities. Can be found. Oh my goodness, my friends, to be in the anointing, to be in the Spirit. The great English evangelist, Smith Wigglesworth, who had a very dynamic apostolic ministry that operated very powerfully in the gift of working of miracles, he said, I would rather be under the anointing of the Holy Spirit for 10 minutes than have the entire world with a white picket fence around it. Oh, I tell you what, there is so much for us in the spirit, in the spirit. That's where the victory is at. Hallelujah. And you're only one step away, and I want you to realize that. I want you to realize that. So we're going today to Hebrews chapter 9. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 9. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you open our understanding, that you give us light and illumination of your word, of your will, by your Holy Spirit. Oh, God, carry us into your spirit. Now, we thank you in the name of Jesus, and we all say, Amen. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1. Then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary. For a tabernacle was prepared. Now the tabernacle that Moses had out in the wilderness was a large tent-like structure. It says, for a tabernacle was prepared, the first part in which was the lampstand the table and the showbread which is called the sanctuary well you had the outer court which is where the brazen altar was at this is where the animal sacrifices took place at and then you went into the inner court you went into the holy place and there you would see the golden lampstand. This is representative of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You would also see the table of showbread. This represents the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ and His eternal word. You would also have the altar of incense, referring to prayer. Our prayers arising before God day and night. This also refers to the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ as our advocate and as our intercessor as he is praying for you and for me even right now. Wow, praise God. So you had the holy place and then you also have the holy of holies, sometimes called the most holy place. It says, and behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all. Who? That's where, my friends. That's where you're supposed to be. That's where you're supposed to be. Hallelujah. Which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant, overlaid on all sides with gold, in which were the golden pot that had the manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tablets of the covenant. And above it were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat. Of these things we cannot now speak in detail. When Moses went up on the mountain, he was shown by the Lord the heavenly tabernacle. And he made a copy of that with very clear instructions from the Lord and built it there on the earth a replica of what he saw in heaven so we have the outer court you have the inner court and you have the holy place the most holy place as you go as you go through that curtain now the curtain the veil separating the holy place from the most holy place which is where the ark of the covenant was kept The veil was torn upon the Lord's resurrection. Praise God, upon his death, upon his death, excuse me. That veil was torn, and access has now been made through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Jesus Christ for you and I just to take that one step and get over into the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I think that it's easier than what you have perhaps visualized it to be, or imagined it to be, to move over into the realm of the Spirit. So many times, it begins with utterance. It begins with speaking or even singing. And I want to talk about taking that one step, moving really into a place where you're constantly abiding in the most holy place. Glory to God, walking close with God, and I think we find a really good example of this in Colossians chapter 3. Now, what I'm going to teach you might surprise you a little bit. I think sometimes it's not really gauged that much among church people as being spiritual but what I'm about to teach you is very very spiritual perhaps even more so than what you have realized Colossians chapter 3 and we're going to move down to verse 16 and we're talking today about that one step taking that one step to get over into the Holy Spirit I know that we have access I know that through the shed blood of Jesus that we can go before the throne of grace at any time, and honestly, I really believe the Lord would like to see a lot more of his people in that sacred place, the true tabernacle that's not made with hands, that's in heaven. Praise the Lord, where you can come before the Father, where Jesus is seated at his right hand. You can find mercy and grace in all times of need. Now, Colossians chapter 3, I want to talk about how to take a step to get over into the spirit, over into the spirit realm. Verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Now, the word of Christ the more of this word that you have in your heart, the more light you're going to have. You need to read your Bible. You need to study your Bible. The Holy Spirit is going to give you revelation of the word. Many things that your your brain, your mental cognitive abilities pick up. The Holy Spirit can take that and just quicken it. And you'll be like, oh my goodness, I've read that, I've heard that, but I never caught the meaning or the power of that. So the more of the word of Christ that you have dwelling richly in you, the more light, the more exposure to God's will you have. Hallelujah. It's like material, raw material in you that God has to work with. With. Woo! Hallelujah. Now, God can give a young believer scriptures, but there's also a point where God expects us to study and to go into His Word and begin to learn it, get a good working knowledge of it, so that we can have a good understanding of what His will is and what God Himself is like as a person. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Now, teaching is explaining to those who've never heard it or to those who still don't understand the word of God. It's explaining the Word of God. That's what teaching is. You are explaining the Word to those who may not yet understand it, or in many cases, to those who are just hearing it for the first time. Teaching and admonishing. What is admonishing? Admonishing is helping those to continue in what they've already been taught. In other words, you've got the light. The light was turned on. You're like, okay, I know that. 2 plus 2 equals 4. Okay, I know what the Word of God says on that subject. I've got it. Okay, the thing is, we want to admonish you now to not just be aware of it, but to actually practice it and walk in it and stay consistent and steady in it. So teaching and admonishing one another. Right here, you find... One step that can help you get in the spirit that will enable you to teach, even admonish others to operate in what even the Bible would call the ministry of reconciliation, bringing people back to God, building up those who are weak in the faith, helping your brother or sister in the Lord. You may not know it, but they could be struggling going through something. This is amazing. And you can move into it. Watch this with one step. That's all it takes. Now, you're going to have to take that step by faith, but God will give you something to initiate the step. Watch this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. I'm telling you, you're closer to this realm of the spirit than what you think. The veil... Uh, of the temple the veil representing separation between sinful humanity and God has been removed through the shed blood of Jesus anybody who has received Christ as their savior has access to God the father through the son and the son is the only way to receive forgiveness of sins to receive eternal life and to be restored back into right relationship with God the heavenly father So, since we are, as believers, in that place of being in the most holy place, of not having something holding us back, we need to take that step. Now, teaching and admonishing one another, here's how. In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Praise God. These three types of music, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, they can flow out of you in a very similar way, just like any of the gifts of the Spirit. Let's take prophecy for, for a moment. Maybe that, maybe you're sitting next to somebody who is a Christian. Maybe they're an unbeliever, and the Lord just gives you something for that person. Maybe it's just a word. Maybe it's something really short. And as you take maybe just those three words or four words and you say, Hey, you know, I'm sitting next to you. Maybe it's a stranger and you say, I don't know you, but I'm a Christian. I, I just was sitting next to you and I feel like, the, because I'm a believer, I believe God speaks to me. I feel like God is sharing something with me to share with you. and." This is what I'm getting. Does this mean something to you? And you share that with them. Now, if it's just three or four words and you get that often when you're faithful to do that, then God gives you the complete message he's trying to give to you to share with that person, but he won't give you the whole thing unless you start. He might just give you one word. If you'll take that one word and share it with that person, then God will begin to bring the rest. He'll bring the rest, but you have to take that one thing and give it as as a prophetic gift. That's how the gift of prophecy operates. It's the same way with this manifestation here of the Spirit along the lines of teaching and and admonishing those in the faith with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. You may be sitting somewhere, and suddenly a song comes up in your spirit, and your mind your mind can pick it up and there's somebody there that you just you just feel like that song is for them well you don't have to have a music degree or have an operatic voice to just share a little tune you could just say hey i am getting a song i'd like to sing it about maybe a little bless you let me just sing this little chorus out and you sing it out And you'll find out that you just admonish people. You build people up. You bless people. And this can be done through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sometimes the psalms, hymns, spiritual songs are for you. Sometimes they're for somebody else so that you can admonish somebody, even teach somebody through a song. Wow. Wow. I remember one time in my life when I was young in the faith there was a certain thing that I was dealing with and only only God knew it was just between me and the Lord and I was I was struggling with this thing and I was just like Lord help me with this this is an area that I'm weak at and sometimes these temptations would hit me previous times I had yielded to them given in to them I tried to fight it a little bit but I, I would just end up giving in but there came a point, I just said, I don't want to yield to that anymore. It's not pleasing to the Lord. I want to, I want to honor the Lord, and I'm going to overcome this thing, and I'm going, I'm going to resist. And so the temptations came a few times. I resisted. I resisted. A temptation came again real strong. I mean the devil, just like he threw everything at me. And I resisted. And when I resisted, I felt, I felt the temptation just like break. It's just like the devil thought, well, I threw everything I had at him. He's taken the bait before, but he didn't take it this time. And so I, I was walking away knowing that that was very difficult, but I had done the right thing. I was walking away, and I heard the Holy Spirit singing a song. And those, for those of you that perhaps grew up in an evangelical-type church, a mainline denomination, maybe in America, maybe you would know this song. It's an old song. Uh, the chorus goes like this, Up uh, from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph or his foes. And it's really a, a song about the Lord's resurrection, his victory over all the powers of hell. And so I heard the Holy Spirit sing that song. I mean, I'm hearing it on the inside of me. I didn't hear it really externally. It's all on the inside. The Holy Spirit singing this song. Up from the grave he arose with the mighty triumph over his foes. And I just said, because there's nobody around, I kind of whispered, I said, Holy Spirit, that's right. The Lord Jesus arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. And the Holy Spirit said, no, Stephen, I'm not singing about Jesus. I'm singing about you. And when he said that, I, I was just stunned. I I was stunned. Up uh, from the grave, I had arose with the mighty triumph o'er my foes, and it was just like, I was just like, Lord, you're too much, Holy Spirit. You are so personal and so able to speak, but you know that meant that meant a lot to me. So the Holy Spirit was just like, Hey, you're identifying with Christ. Up from the grave, he arose. I I arose up out of that you know temptation no, no no sin is pretty or clean I rose up out of that grave situation and triumphed over my foes the the evil spirits that had been tempting me and it was a mighty triumph and the holy spirit was singing a song normally attributed to the lord's victory he was singing it to me he was singing it to me and i'll tell you what that that meant something to me and i that was something that day that did not have mastery over me from that point on I stepped away from it and bro- broke free and was so happy for the Lord's grace to be able to do that but I'm telling you he can give you psalms on that was a hymn the one I just I gave as an example is a hymn concerning the psalms you have 150 of them and the Holy Spirit can just maybe out of one of those psalms there's 150 maybe just give you one verse out of one and you start singing it And and it just comes to you by by the Holy Spirit. It comes to you. Wow. This this is really, really cool. Let, Let me say this before I continue on. I really believe that one of the greatest vital signs of good health spiritually for any believer is this verse right here. Let me say it like this to help you understand it as well. If you get over into the spirit if you're in the holy place and you've taken that one step and you're over in the holy spirit i'm telling you songs are going to come out of you that they will it's anytime you get filled up like that with the holy spirit anytime you get over in the spirit you get over in that realm you will notice that after you begin to come out of that experience somehow some way maybe right there on the spot maybe a few minutes later you just find yourself humming a song so one of the greatest indicators of spiritual health and spiritual vitality is psalms hymns or spiritual songs coming out of you okay so i want to step back just for a moment And ask you a question from the perspective of being perhaps a spiritual medical doctor when's the last time you had a psalm or hymn or spiritual song come out of you I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about something that you're singing along with on the radio I'm not even talking about something that would maybe be a Christian song that you're singing along with in church during the praise and worship, although you can certainly get over into the Spirit during a worship service. But I'm just talking about like on your own. When's the last time a, a song came out? Wow. Okay, so let me say this. Th- this one step will get you over into the Spirit, but you're going to have to sing it. You're going to have to sing, well, Pastor Stephen, I-, I just don't know. No, just go ahead and sing it. Again, it's not so much the quantity where you could just belt it out as it is the quality. It's kind of like the, the widow's mite. It's, it's never going to be the thing that's it's just great quantity. It's the quality. Okay. So the Lord's not looking for an operatic performance. Now, if you can do that, go ahead and enjoy yourself and be blessed with the gift God has given you of singing. But my friends, it's just sing it out. Sometimes it's not even loud, and sometimes if it's for somebody else, it's not even really about your your vocal tone, it's just, just sing it, because the words are coming from God to lift that person through a spiritual song, through a hymn, wow, through one of the biblical psalms. This, my friends, is a whole new dimension for you to experience out of the three that are mentioned here psalms hymns and spiritual songs the one that operates with me with most frequency would be spiritual songs and oftentimes after prayer after i've had a really good prayer time where i really was just in the lord's presence i'll wrap that up and then then a song will start to come up now look if you don't sing it out you'll lose a blessing because many times god's singing that song uh through you and even it's it's directed to you it's like a self prophecy you did you you do know you can prophesy over yourself because the holy spirit can move upon you to give yourself a word hallelujah yes he, he's giving it he's giving it to you but if there's nobody else that can deliver it he can give it to you and you can deliver it to yourself Praise God, don't think that's strange. You can feed yourself. You can go you could drive yourself to the grocery store and buy milk and eggs and bread to feed yourself. Well, you could also feed yourself spiritually. Absolutely. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I often get spiritual songs. I've even had songs that were secular songs that in other words they, they are songs that were written by somebody that's not even a believer and God would take maybe the chorus from that song and the Holy Spirit would start singing it he would start singing it and so I'll do it I'll pick it up and singing I'll, I'll sing it out loud because the words the words have an anointing on it at that moment there's been times I'd sing it the people and they just laugh and get so blessed and they needed a laugh they, they didn't need it like a natural laugh they needed a holy spirit laugh and it just breaks off discouragement breaks off sorrow helps people get through things pull through things my friends if you can take that one step and sing it out sing it out you will move into the spirit and what will happen oftentimes that one song can turn into a longer song, a longer song, or then maybe another one after that. Woo, praise the Lord. But I, I tell you what, you can get a message from God through a song for yourself, for somebody else. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There's tongues and interpretation. The Apostle Paul said that you should pray to interpret your own tongue That way, your spirit is fruitful because, excuse me, your mind will be fruitful because as long as you're praying in the spirit, your spirit is being built up, but your mind does not understand what you're saying. That's why you can interpret your own tongues so that your mind can be fruitful. I'm telling you, God can give you songs so that your mind can be fruitful. You can be blessed. I think it's very important for you to know that your spirit, I'm talking about who you really are, your spirit is supernatural. Absolutely. Your spirit is supernatural. But your mind and your body are natural. So they are, they are not privileged to really experience what your spirit is experiencing unless God allows your whole nature to be touched praise the lord and it's through these songs that even your mind can receive a blessing because it comes up out of your spirit it'll feel like it just lifts up right here and it comes up and your mind is able to comprehend it your mind is able to grasp it well pastor Stephen, what do i do sing it that's the one step that will get you over into the spirit that is the one step you may have been in your living room at your house alone walking around praying in the spirit you're praying in the spirit but you still sense that you're earthbound you're still maybe troubled about some things or worried about some things maybe you have some problems that are that are just getting to you and so you're trying to get over into the spirit so that you could receive peace and experience the lord's refreshing well, sometimes when you are just praying in the Spirit, praying like that, song of worship will begin to rise up. Now, maybe this is a Christian song that's been penned by a Christian author, but maybe you haven't even thought of it for 20 years, and that song begins to come up. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to sing it. That's the one step. If you'll take that one step, you can move over into the Spirit. And if you move over into the Spirit, what will begin to happen? You'll begin to get over into the place where victory is secured. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So many times, the answers for what we need, they can be they can even be literally right beneath our nose. But we can't discern it because we're we're in we're in the natural. We're in the natural. See, we are designed by God to live in two worlds. The natural world and the spiritual world. You need to operate in both effectively. You have to be in the natural because you have to go to work, you have to pay bills. You, maybe you're a college student. You've got to do geometry or algebra or, tr- or trig- trigonometry or, or physics. And so you're thinking. You're, you're working with your brain and your mind. And so you're in the natural. Maybe you're a doctor and you're you're a surgeon. This is not the time to really pray. This is the time to really focus and concentrate so that you, you do the right thing. And so your jobs require that of you. If you're driving in the heavy, heavy traffic and maybe it's raining and, it, and it's very stop and go you've really got to focus well my friends you have to live in the natural you have to eat you're going to need to get some rest you're going to need to do the natural things but but you're not just designed to be in one world only And that's where people miss it. I'm talking about Christians. Some are very, very physical dominant. They want to exercise all the time. And they want to take care of the exterior of the temple all the time. And so that's their focus. Others, they're very intellectually dominant. And they're reading journals and periodicals and they're, they're studying about their career field or maybe they're in, into stocks or investing. And that's all they ever think about. And you can never get those two groups to talk about the spirit. They, they don't know how to get over there. They, they, they sometimes they don't have an interest, but even if they do, they're like, well, how, how do I make that jump? I'm here to tell you, you're only one step away. But that one step, you're going to have to take it by faith. Every manifestation of the Spirit is entered into through a step of faith. Let's say that you're getting a song from the Holy Spirit, and maybe it's just a chorus that's only maybe seven or eight words. Well, you think, I don't even know what the first stanza is. I don't even know what how the song begins or ends. That's okay. Just go ahead and sing what God's giving you. Whatever the Holy Spirit's giving you, just begin to sing that. Begin to sing that, and then it will begin to unfold. I'm telling you, you might be stunned at what might come out of your mouth through a song if you will yield. It could save somebody's life. How about that? You could actually sing something to somebody not knowing that they're on the edge of committing suicide. But you sing a song to them, and God snags their heart with that one song, and all you did is sing a song. And, and from a natural perspective, it didn't really. You, maybe you sung it off tune. That's not the point. The point is God's on that song. Woo! And it will teach. It will admonish. And you hear that, and you'll be like, I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on going. Woo! Glory to God. This is just one way of taking a step over into the spirit. But I'm just trying to say this is this is one step through this process of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs that a lot of the church is unaware of and they think, well, that's not very spiritual. No, it's actually one of the highest gauges of true spirituality. Because if nothing's ever being sung out, no songs no hymns, no spiritual songs, if nothing's ever coming out, then, then a person is not, they're they're not into that holy of holies, they're not into that place where the Lord's presence is abiding, because I'm telling you, God can speak to you through a song, and God can give you a song for somebody else, you might not even know who it's for, so you, there maybe there's 10 people, you might just need to say something like, if you're around believers, hey, I believe God's given me a song, I don't know who it's for. I don't even know, really know what it means. I'm just going to sing it out. And if it means something to somebody, then then, uh, then just receive it. And if you feel led to share, you can even let us know. Here it comes. And just sing it. Glory to God. Step of faith. Yes. Hallelujah. Remember, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Glory to God. This is something that any believer can step into and begin to operate from there are times when I begin to yield to this and get over into it and sometimes I've I've had how can I say retreat parties with the Lord maybe everybody's gone from the house it's just me and the Lord and I'll, I'll do some fasting maybe I got a couple days I'll fast I'll pray sometimes I come off those fast. I come off those mountaintop experiences and it's like everything I see the Holy Spirit he allows me to see it in a way everything's everything is framed in poetry I mean it could be a billboard that says you know drink milk and I look at it and the Holy Spirit just he makes it so prophetically poetic that I'm just like Wow, that's the most beautiful advertisement I've ever seen in my life. I never knew a gallon of milk could look so beautiful. Well, what's going on? He frames everything in a beautiful, poetic, uh, uh, just border. It's absolutely amazing. Even Samson. When he would come under the anointing, now we talk about Samson as the guy that would kill the Philistines, the guy that could grab the jawbone of a donkey and kill a thousand men, the guy that had the, the, you know, the phenomenal strength. But he would get under that anointing, and the next thing you know, he's giving a riddle. He's, he's being poetic. And you're like, what is this? This guy who's known for brute force and for physical strength. Well, really, it's spiritual strength. Because it's way beyond what a human body could do, but he would get under that anointing, and uh, he'd get all kinds of rhymes. So he could look at a dead lion. He could look at a lion that's dead, where some bees had taken the carcass of the lion and had dec- and decided, for whatever reason, let's make our let's make our our beehive here. And he could look at that and just pull the most amazing rhyme and riddle out of that. Look look. He didn't learn that by going to, you know, six years of higher education and getting a degree, uh, you know, how to write prose and poetry and stuff like that. That's coming out of him by the Holy Spirit. This whole thing, even with rhymes, poetry, uh, just even the way that you can talk sometimes, the diction of your speech, praise the Lord. I've had Jesus talk to me before in King James English. Where he has literally used these and thous and stuff like that, and, you, and, you, and you're thinking, well, hey, that's that's a 400-year-old language. A lot of that's archaic. Most people don't even use that stuff today. Well, for whatever reason, he chose. There's been times he's chosen to speak to me in the King James vernacular. I, I don't know why, but it certainly had a poetic ring to it. Whoo! Glory to God! <laughs> Look, you're only one step. You're so much closer than what you think. God would like to speak to you through a song. God would like to speak to somebody else through you through a song. If you'll yield and take that first little part, the rest of it will begin to come, and it will be a great, great blessing. You could actually teach through songs. You can, you can certainly admonish through songs. There can be such a blessing through this. Hallelujah and I think I think this little tiny verse has escaped a lot of the church. I've noticed though that as I have studied the lives of what would be classified uh, those who would be called saints who had deep walks with God, I found out that when I would read into their biographies and into their personal, not so much their public life. But unto their personal life, they were getting songs uh, on a daily basis by the Spirit. Just, just singing—it's just coming out of them. It's just coming out of them. Why would that be? Because they're just—they're just getting over in the Spirit on a regular, regular basis. If you get in the Spirit so many times, the Holy Spirit wants to give a release, a blessing to you, to somebody else through a song through a song glory to God hallelujah will you yield if he gives it to you will you yield I believe you will heavenly father I want to pray for everyone watching right now that would like to get into the spirit for their own advantage and for the advantage of also being a blessing to others father even as the apostle Paul mentioned in first Corinthians chapter 14 that the love motive for the gifts would be for the building up of the church and father although these are not nine gifts of the spirit such as mentioned in first corinthians chapter 12 verses 1 through 7 yet these are manifestations of the spirit so father i just pray for your people that as they endeavor to take that step that as they're wanting to take that step that you give them a song and father i think that there's some they need a song today there's some that are watching father that are having some challenges they could use a song today i'm asking that whether it's a hymn a classic old hymn whether it's a psalm out of the word whether it's a scripture whether it's a spiritual song i pray that you give them something today as a token of your love and as an evident as an evident benefit that they are near to your heart now, Father, we thank you for this. Grant your people hymns, psalms, spiritual songs in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. And as the, as that verse concludes by saying, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, with grace in your hearts, your heart being your spirit, your most inner, uh, core of who you are singing out of your heart to the Lord hey I've got a song I don't know who it's for but I'm going to sing this song hallelujah may the Lord be blessed you sing it out the Lord's glorified somebody's blessed so many times you'll find out you're blessed oh my goodness I tell you what there's not many things as dear and as sacred as Jesus singing a song to you personally I know that Walter Butler, the wonderful minister of the gospel, he went home to be with the Lord in 1972. You're talking about a prophet. That man, my friends, was a prophet, had a very unusual ministry. And I think that's always something special, is when there's a uniqueness to ministry. He had a very unique ministry. And Brother Butler talked about the time he had a little falling out with the Lord. It actually wasn't a little falling out. It was kind of like a major falling out. And he said, Lord, he said, I don't even want to preach for you anymore. He said, because this one particular thing has not worked out the way that I thought. He said, I just really want to quit. And he said, I just, I just, I'm done. He said, Lord, (laughs) he said, I'm totally done. This was one of the leading prophets. This was a man that others looked up to as somebody who had a true, genuine, valid walk in the spirit. But he said, Oh God. He said, I can't get past this. He said, I know I should, but he said, I can't. And he said, Lord, I'm shutting down. He said, I'm shutting down. So he went to he went to a service to kind of just wrap it all up. He's not even preaching. Somebody else is preaching. But he's sitting there on the front row and he's sitting there and the person speaking says, I don't know who this is for. This was a young person that, that had this utterance. Remember that one step into the spirit. It's all I'm telling you, it's often through an utterance, something coming out of your mouth. And if you'll go through that door, that one step, there's no telling what you're going to step into. Maybe even working of miracles, Nevertheless, Brother uh, Butler sitting on the front row, the young person says i I have to stop, I have a song. I don't know who it's for, but I'm going to sing it and began to sing this song. and hundreds of people in the audience, and nobody had a clue what it meant, except for one person, it was Brother Butler. and the Lord Jesus began to sing this song through this young person and it just grabbed brother butler's heart and brother butler in his spirit said to the lord lord i know nobody in this room knows what that means but i know you're singing to me and you're trying to woo me back to you but lord i just i just and he shut down again i I just i can't i i can't i can't accept it and so the this this young person finished the song and said you know what I just have to sing it again. God is trying to reach somebody through this song, and he sang it again. Long story short, he sang it five times while the entire audience just kind of you know they're all into it the church is into it okay this is for somebody this is very unusual God's doing something Somebody is obviously really got a wall up somebody is obviously very very hard to reach and God is taking extreme measures to reach out with extreme love to grab somebody and bring that person back nobody had a clue that it was the leading prophet sitting there in the meeting but on the fifth song <laughs> on the fifth song, God got him. And Brother Butler just basically said, God, you're, you're too much. I can't handle love like this. I yield. I give in. I give in. I'm telling you, I think sometimes you have no clue how much God loves you. If you would just yield and let him sing, he'll sing some of the craziest things you ever even imagine. So if you've never even imagined he'll sing it to you. Wow sometimes it's not only the song of what he's saying it's also the crazy timing of it i mean he'll he'll sing it on i mean he'll sing it like uh oh it's just crazy you you have to experience it it's going to happen to you please lift your hands father i pray for those who want this let it become active in their life now in jesus name give them a song today give them a song perhaps in the night but let it come and let it be an initiative into the spirit that they go through this door in a revolving way. In Jesus' name, amen. I conclude by saying you're only one step away from being in the Spirit. So many times it comes through utterance. Okay, take it when it comes. Take it, speak it, say it, sing it, and you'll be in the Spirit. Wow, have fun while you're there. Use it and enjoy it for all that you can. Let's take communion today. Hallelujah. Let me flip back to Hebrews just for a moment and read this to you. Um, We're going to take communion together. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Hebrews chapter 9, we have just looked at a little bit earlier. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1, For the law, having a shadow of the good things to come, not the very image of the things, can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually, year by year, make those who approach, perfect. My friends, because of the Lord's one-time offering of his own life at Calvary, it's a done deal. No longer does there need to be a day of atonement, a Yom Kippur, where a sacrifice is made to cover the sins of the people. Jesus made the sacrifice of his own life, shedding his own blood, the perfect sacrifice, something that the blood of bulls and goats although that provided temporary covering his blood not only covers the sin his blood completely removes it and takes it away forever aren't you glad for the shed blood of Jesus well we're going to take communion and we're going to celebrate the Lord's death what he accomplished for us at Calvary father we now bless the bread and the juice we consecrate this what we have here what we have at home what the people are receiving online this is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus hallelujah father as we receive the body of Christ we ask you for a song speak O oh God to us and through us hallelujah help us O oh God Knowing that we have to live in the natural, but we want to also be in the spiritual. Father, we are made for the supernatural as well. So help us, O God, let your Spirit come with those songs of the Spirit, with those hymns, with those biblical psalms. Give us the music from heaven. In Jesus' name, we receive. The body of Christ and his promises of Colossians 3 16. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive. Say this. Say, Pastor Stephen, I'm going to get my song. Say, I'm going to get my spiritual song. I'm going to cross over into the Spirit with a song. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, thank you for the beautiful blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you that it it removes, cleanses, and washes away sin. and We also ask for its life-appropriating power to keep us from sin. That as we drink it, you dry up temptation you deliver us from, te- from, that you lead us away from temptation, and that you deliver us from the evil one. Thank you, Father God. We thank you for the deliverance power of the blood of Christ. More than just forgiveness, but empowerment to say no to temptation. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your strength to resist the devil, and that he will flee from us we stand on it we believe it we now receive the blood of Christ believing that your word is true thank you father for its power in Jesus name amen let's receive glory to God glory to God my friends as we say goodbye for the day be looking for your song as the Holy Spirit brings it to you. God bless you. Thank you for watching. I'll see you back next time. Bye bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.